Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equip to Be. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Equip to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. How are you doing today? How are you doing at discerning God's will for your life? How's that going? Do you know that you can know what God has for you to do, the race that he's called you to run? I mean, your race, your lane, you've heard that before, without looking around and trying to run other people's races, trying to to live a life that's not yours, to run the race that God's called for you. Well, I have great news because I have on the podcast today, Brittany Ann, she's a returning guest and I'm super excited. I know you loved our episode uh, that we had before and I will refer back to that in the show notes, but Brittany Ann has written a new book. And as always, when I really believe in the work or the ministry of another person and I have them on the show, I want you to know that you can trust going to that site, getting that book, following that person uh, so you can connect with them, that they're going to add value and a benefit in your walk with the Lord or as you're raising your children. And so I am so excited to have Brittany Ann back in the studio. Hey, Brittany Ann, how you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to speak with you again today. It's good to have you back. Boy, I miss talking to you. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay. So I love the title. You know, I don't normally just like do straight up book promos, but the title of this book, as with your other book, just really intrigued me, Brittany Ann, and that was Follow God's Will, Biblical Guidelines for Everyday Life. Boy, don't we all need those. Yes. So as we get ready to kind of talk about that, I would love for you to tell my listeners, those that maybe didn't hear you the last time, and if you didn't, go back and listen to that episode, I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about you, who you are, what you're doing, what God's called you to do right now. Well, thank you for asking. As you have said, my name is Brittany Ann. I run the website equippinggodlywomen.com where I challenge, encourage, and equip busy Christian moms to go all in in faith and family. And we have a ton of different resources on the site. So today we're talking about my latest book, but it is actually a follow-up to the book that we talked about previously. So the last time I was on this podcast, we talked about my previous book, which was called Fall in Love with God's Word. And that was written just to help Christian women who are very busy, who want to be in God's Word more often, but they don't often have the time that they want to, um, to help those busy Christian women to find ways to get into God's word and to truly enjoy it and take it beyond just something that they have to do to check off a list to this is something um, that I get to do. And so now this book, Follow God's Will, is kind of a follow-up to that. So once we're in God's word, we're reading it, 
this book is going to provide the process that you need to figure out, okay, I know what God's word says, but how do I live that out? What does that look like on a day-to-day basis? How do I figure out God's will for my life in the big things, um, the big decisions of what job to take, or do I have more children? And then also the small decisions. How do I witness to my coworkers? What do I do when my brother-in-law is ranting on social media about things I don't agree with? You know, how do I love those around me well as a Christian. Yes, that's awesome. So, I mean, after the success of your first book, you're a busy mom. I love the fact that you said, you know, equipping godly women because we're busy. Even if we try to be unhurried, even if we try to slow down, Mm -hmm. busy still creeps back in, doesn't it? Yes. And I know we were talking before as we were preparing to do the show I had said to you that, uh, you know, my kids, as we've talked before, are all grown out of the house. And I had said, even when your kids are grown, you're still so busy, but it's not, it's not a busy that you don't want. It's the fullness of life. And wherever your season as a woman, uh, there's fullness of life. And I, I like how you, you don't shame that for being busy. But I love the focus, Brittany, and that you have of being busy about walking with the Lord and growing in knowledge and wisdom and favor with God. I love that focus. So I'm just going to say, what was the compelling reason? I mean, you talked about like how, you know, to fall in love with God's word. And obviously it's kind of like, duh, to fall in love with God's word, you got to be in it. So how did you get to the point of saying, we're going to fall in love with his word It is a process because you're spending time with it because it's a personal story that the Bible's just not static and it's not just something that was written 2,000 years ago, depending on how I know people believe differently. You know, it wasn't just written. It's not ancient work that's irrelevant to our lives now. But, you know, Brittany Ann, what compelled you to really go deep into the how do you follow God's will? What are those guidelines? I would really love to know how God led you to that specific point to take women, really all believers, but especially women, deep diving specifically in following God's will. You know, this is a question that I see around me so often. It just is something that comes up again and again and again in my life, both as an author and a website owner, but just in real life too. I find myself constantly having conversations with people where they are asking for advice. People who want to do the right thing, they're Christians, they want to live out God's word, but we don't always know how. So whether that is seeking advice for, okay, what job do I take in this season? Like, should I stay in this job? Should I pursue a different job? Or how do I love those in my family well? So there's so many things that are happening in our culture right now. If you perhaps have a niece or a nephew who decided that they are going to be bisexual now, or they're going to come out as transgender, or you have um, all the Black Lives Matter and the abortion debates, there's so much happening in our society where people are trying to figure out out, okay, where do I stand on this as a Christian? And then even beyond that, okay, even if I know what I believe, how do I share that with those around me? How do I relate to people who believe differently than me? Even if I believe one thing and I know that this is what I believe, but maybe my coworker believes differently, or maybe my um, very close 
family member believes differently. How do I engage as a Christian in this culture? How do I love them well? What does that look like? And it's just a question that I've seen come up again and again and again, both online in the communities that I'm in online and in real life in the communities that I've seen. Just so many people who say, I want to follow God's word. I know it's true. I know it's important. But what does that look like on a Tuesday? How do I live this out well? Because one thing I found about the Bible is it has so much wisdom and encouragement and advice for us, and it is just chock full of so much goodness, but it's not always easy to understand how do we live that out today. So for example, the Bible will tell us, you should respect your husband. But for me, the problem that I have is, okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. I want to respect my husband. I want to love my neighbor. But what does that look like, practically speaking? Because what one person might think is very loving, somebody else might be offended by. And we just come from such different perspectives that for me, it really is all about taking the Bible's more general advice that's often given through examples and parables and stories stories and general principles and finding ways to help women to make it super practical to their own life. So in this book, I am not giving them exact answers because it's going to vary a lot based on your personality and the resources and the people around you. Every situation is going to be a little bit different. The Bible is not a one-size-fits-all answer book, unfortunately, as nice as that would be sometimes. But the purpose of Follow God's Will is just to help women to have that biblical framework that they need to go through the steps, answer the questions, and figure out what could following God's will look like in my life that may look a little bit different than in the lives of those around me. Because what God wants from us, His truth is constant, but the way that we live it out is going to vary a little bit. So it really just helps women to figure out what might it look like for them personally, uniquely, how might they live out God's calling on their lives. Okay, so... Wow, I have so many notes. What I I don't believe that you're saying is God's word is is not relevant to all of us. I don't think that's what you're saying, correct? Correct. It's applied to all of us, but there are subtle nuances because God has made us all different. We are uniquely designed by the creator that created all that there is. I think that's what you're saying, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. So if you think about the way that we are all uniquely gifted and wired, um, some of us are in a season of life where we have a lot of time and we don't have a lot of money. So maybe if God has gifted you as somebody in a season right now who has a lot of time, but not a lot of money, then he's going to call you in that way. If you are someone conversely who has very little time, but you have more money, or maybe you're someone who has skills in accounting or skills in project management or skills in taking care of young children. We are still all going to live out God's truth, but he equips us and gives us resources in so many different ways so that the way that we help out, the way that we love our neighbor is going to look a little bit different. Okay. So I love what you said. You've said this like two or three times so far, and that is about God's truth. When I think about what you've just said and and conversations that I hear, especially out in our culture, which you said uh, culture is is very different. People have different views. What do you think about this statement? Oh, we'll live your truth. Oh well, um, I can't say that I agree with that. There is <laughs> there is a truth. There is God's truth. There is a right and wrong. Um, for example, do not murder. That is a truth. You mean that's not a suggestion? That's not a suggestion. That's not <laughs> an idea that you you know pick or choose. I feel like sometimes we go to the Bible 
and we say, okay, I don't know what this means in my culture. I don't know what this means today. I don't know how to live this out. So all too often, what we tend to do is we say, okay, how does the Bible make sense in light of the culture that I live in? What would be normal for me in terms of the culture that we live in? But we really have to move away from allowing our culture to define what the Bible says. That's oh, I agree. completely backwards. The Bible needs to define how we live in our culture. But again, we have to translate that because we live very different lives than people lived, you know, 2000 or however long ago. Our lives look very different. The way that we live that out, it's still the same truth, but the way that we live that out, there's going to be a lot of nuance. So for example, for one person, loving your neighbor may be starting a nonprofit in your community, whereas somebody else, that wouldn't be the right thing to do because God didn't call you to that area. He called you to a different area. So the truth that's underneath of it is going to be constant. You need to do your best as a human being who's not perfect, but you need to do your best to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. You need to do your best to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, when the Pharisees came to him and said, what are the most important commands? You know, which ones do we not have to listen to anymore? Which ones do we have to listen to? And Jesus told them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. So no matter what we do, it always has to flow through this lens of loving our neighbor and loving God. If we're not doing something in a loving way, it's the wrong thing. You can do the right thing with the wrong motives. And it's the wrong thing. It really all comes down to, God, how have you asked me with the unique resources and talents and abilities and opportunities and wiring that I have to love those that you've placed right in front of me? So we're not chasing other people's calling. It's every day figuring out where has God placed me? How has he uniquely gifted me? What has he given me to make a difference right where I am in the world? Right. Oh, that's so true. You know, I was thinking about when you were talking about your neighbor starting a nonprofit. And I was sitting there thinking, or say hello and a smile and yeah. a wave. <laughs> I mean, and not, you know, yell and scream at them. I actually had a story. This is a true story. I, I was talking to a friend who lives in another state the other day, and she was on the phone with me chatting, and she was walking her dog. And I heard her just talking to somebody. And she says, yeah, yep, I understand. Yes, I have a plastic bag right here. The neighbor came out and was yelling at her because her dog did his business in the neighbor's yard and the other neighbor came out. Now, like these are neighbors. I mean, these are people you get in your car and you pull out of your driveway or you pull out of your community and you see these people. And this person actually came out of their house to tell her to make sure that her dog doesn't do that again in her neighbor's yard. Okay, so understand it's not his yard. It was the neighbor's yard. And he was telling her, don't let her dog do the business in the yard, even though she was literally in the act of picking up the remnants of doing his business. And as she was telling me this, I'm listening to her on the phone respond with kindness, with, I understand, I've got my bag, I'm picking it up. Sometimes you can't help when your dog has to do his business. They don't perform on command, but I will do my best to make sure that I walk the dog across the street or something like that. That's a simple act that we are able to show the culture, the character and nature of God, of Jesus. 
which as you were talking, I was thinking about it, and even going back to our first segment where you were talking about respecting your husband and how that looks different for everyone. That's not situational, but kind of, but it's not situational ethics. It's knowing the person that you're interacting with and loving that person well. So let's dive a little deeper. One of the things that you talk about is discover and boldly pursue God's will for your life. Okay, so first, how do you discover it? And then how do you boldly pursue God's will for your life? That is a fantastic and very big question. So (laughs) of course, it's a big question. You've written a wonderful book, but you know, you're so good, Brittany, at just kind of boiling it down to some thought-provoking nuggets. So I know we can't go super deep with our time, but reveal a little bit more about that. That is a fair question because I do try to pack as much as possible into these books. Um, So yes, I suppose I deserve a very big question. So (laughs) let's start with how can you hear God's voice? How can you know what he might be telling you to do? So the first place that I would recommend that anyone can start, whether they are asking for a big decision. So for example, they're thinking, you know, I am worried I might get laid off and I might have to find a new job or this job isn't right and I need to find another one. Or this marriage is really, really difficult. And I don't know if I, you know, have grounds to leave or if I should stay in this relationship. There's so many big decisions. So whether it's something like that or whether it's a smaller decision, the first thing that I would say for anyone to do is to pray and ask God for wisdom. So God does not try to hide his will from us. It's not like it's this big secret where he says, you know, I'm going to give you this huge puzzle that's really difficult to figure out because I don't want you to know it. No, God wants us to know his will for our life. He's not going to frustrate us and call us to do something and then not tell us what it is. So the first thing that I would say is to ask God to pray and say, God, would you please reveal your will to me? Would you please give me wisdom in this situation? Would you please allow me to hear you loudly and clearly? Would you please give me the courage to make the right decision, even when it's hard? Would you please open doors? Would you please close doors? Would you make your way clear so that I can walk in it? Because I do desire, I want so badly to do what you want for my life. I know your way is best, um, but I'm going to need a little bit of help figuring out what that is. So I would start first with spending some time in prayer and figuring out um, and asking God to help you figure out what his will is. Secondly, I would say is spending time in God's word. So, so often we think, okay, I have to go out in this world and there's so many opportunities and I have to figure out like this thing that's out there somewhere. I have to figure it out when really God has already given us so much direction in his word. Figuring out God's will for our lives isn't just figuring out which job we should take or what we should do in a specific situation. God already speaks to us through his word and he gives us so much wisdom and encouragement. So I don't need to go necessarily pray and say, God, should I be kind to my husband today? No, his word already tells me, yes, you should love your husband. I don't need to go out and pray like, God, should I do this thing that I know is wrong? No, his word already tells me. So sometimes it's a matter of, you know, God's word already tells you, you're just not reading it. God is speaking to you through his word, but you have to be paying attention. So those are the biggest places that I would start is just okay to pray about it, read the Bible. Um, and then after that, it really comes down to some more practical advice of figuring out how you can love others well, um, what resources you have available to you, how you are wired, 
And there's a lot of questions like that in the book, depending on which type of situation you're seeking clarity on. But for example, if you're trying to figure out, okay, should I pursue this volunteer opportunity? I know that volunteering is good. However, there's a lot of different places I could volunteer. And is this opportunity right for me? So there's a lot of questions that you can ask yourself to determine, you know, is this specific thing, what God is calling me to do, or is this just an opportunity that's not necessarily coming from God? Well, uh, let me go back for a second. When you were talking about your husband, which I completely agree with what you've said. So I want to lean in on that just a little bit. Let's say your husband isn't being lovely. I mean, sometimes our beloved, wonderful husbands, Mm -hmm. they're they're not kind. They're not walking right. They have a sharp tongue or they have a cutting remark, and God tells us, you know, that we're to respect our husbands, love our husbands. But, you know, Brittany Ann, let me ask you. So when your husband, let's say, isn't being lovely, and you know God wants you to be, what do you say to that? There's so many verses in the Bible that provide us so much wisdom and direction. So without listing all of them off the top of my head, we know that we have an amazing example in Jesus. So. Jesus himself was treated poorly. He, so many times throughout his ministry, I mean, he was crucified. They killed him. And yet Jesus still loved them. When they came to get him in the Garden of Gethsemane and Peter cut off the soldier's ear, Jesus could have been like, you know, serves you right. You deserve this. You're coming to kill me. Instead, he healed the man's ear, even though he didn't need to. And when Judas came to betray him, he called Judas his friend. So I just think we have such an amazing example in Jesus where even when people treated him so poorly that he never retaliated, he never tried to get revenge on them, he never gave back what they deserve. Instead, he always provided a model of love. Like this is what I'm going to do. And I think that that's just something that we have to get to that place there's another verse in the Bible. The Lord says, it is not yours to repay. Like I will take revenge. It's not up to us to give people what they deserve. And thank the good Lord Jesus. Literally, he doesn't give us what we deserve. There's the parable of the servant who goes and is forgiven a large debt. And then he goes out and he doesn't forgive someone else a small debt. And it's just another example of, you know, we have been forgiven so much. We have been given so much grace. How many times have we grieved the Holy Spirit? How many times has God showed us what is right? And we've said, no, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to go my own way. I know better than you. There's so many times that we have grieved the Holy Spirit and yet he continues to forgive and he continues to love. So for us, it is a matter of choosing to be loving even when it's hard, not because they deserve it. It doesn't matter if they deserve it or not. We don't deserve it. I mean, my husband makes me mad sometimes. I make him mad sometimes and we're human. It happens. But I don't act in a loving way towards him because he deserves it or not. I do because that's the kind of woman I want to be. I want to be a Christian. I I want to do what is right because it is right. I'm doing this. If I can't do it for him, then I'm doing it for the Lord. Now, this doesn't mean that you enable abuse. There are absolutely times when it is appropriate to set a boundary. Being loving does not equal being nice. There are times when the loving thing to do is to say, no, this is sin. I will not put up with this anymore. There are times when the loving thing to do is to say, you're hurting our children and our family, and we're going to put some boundaries in place. Um, We're going to do what we need to do, go to counseling, seek help. That is a form of love to not allow people to continue in their sin and to not enable them. But it all has to come back 
from this place of, I am doing what is right for you and I'm doing what is good for you. I'm acting in your best interest because of whose I am, because I am a child of God and he forgave me and he loved me when I don't deserve it. And I want to be the kind of person who extends that. And that's a good point that you just made. It's a choice. We choose to withhold. We choose to react. Our response is a choice. And for me, I mean, I know we're talking about marriage. It applies to all areas, whether it's parenting, whether it's your coworkers, or your, it's your marriage, if you're married. The deliberate decision that you want to make that I am for you. Yeah. I am for you. I want what's best for you as a believer. I want what's best for you as a, as a man, as a woman, as my child. I want to help you in running your race. I want to love you well. And those are all decisions uh, that we make well ahead of any interaction or, or infraction or fight or argument that we might have. So that leads me to, in this last bit of time that we have, your book is, depending on when you're listening to this program, it is going to be released in October of 2022. Hey, can you pre-order it now? Is it too soon? No, it is available on Amazon, Christian Book, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get your books. For all you listeners, just to know, I will actually have a link to where you can order the book if you want to get a copy now, but it is available and you certainly want to get that. I think we need more women and men, but especially women speaking out that it is important to follow God's will, that it's not a mystery. I wrote down something you said, Brittany, God is not hiding. It's like, oh, it's a scavenger hunt. Mm. I hope you can find it. No, it's not. God does not make it that difficult, but we certainly can complicate matters. But with all that you're doing with the ministry that God has placed before you comes obviously great responsibility and stewardship, which has led to you, and I just want to do a shout out to a brand new conference that you're going to be having. And I want you to tell people about it. It's called Called to Act. And at the time of this airing, it's not too soon for you to learn more about it. But, you know, Brittany and I was looking and, and you've got some amazing, you got Mark Batterson and Peyton Jones. You've got a, several people that I know, Leanne Cat. You've got Rachel Adams. You've got some amazing speakers lined up. I want you to take the next couple of minutes and tell us about uh, why this is going to be such a remarkable conference. It is online, but tell us about Called to Act. Yes, thank you for asking. So the Called to Act conference is a free three-day online conference that we are hosting September 13th through 15th, all around the theme of discover God's will for your life. So like you said, we have some incredible speakers. We have best-selling authors, pastors, professors, speakers, all kinds of people. I just went and said, okay, who are the experts that I know of who can help people to truly hear God's voice, to follow his will? We have some people with incredible stories who are sharing what it has looked like in their life to follow God's will from starting nonprofits to um, being an actress, um, a very well-known actress, Sherry Rigby from the movie Overcomer that some people may be familiar with. And so we're just really doing a deep dive into what does it look like? And um, it's going to be so inspiring. It's so encouraging. And I just know that women are going to be so equipped 
to figure out how God is calling them personally, and then to turn around and boldly live out what God is calling each of us to do. So again, that is the Called to Act Conference, September 13th through 15th. It is all online. It is all free. Um, And you will have the link in the show notes so that people can go and learn more and sign up to join us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as we close, I just want to remind all of you listeners, it's not as if we ever say, hey, we have all the answers and this is how. You are on a journey, my friend, and your story is different. I was looking in a box of some work I had done for a client many years ago. And as I was looking through this box, there was a part of me, Brittany, that I thought, who is this woman? Who is this person? I can't believe I ever even did this particular work that I had done. And I realized my life has changed. God has brought me through seasons and trials and struggles, but something hasn't changed, which is why I thought it was so fitting that I went through this box. It was probably two in the morning, you know, because we all work two Mm -hmm. in the morning when we should be sleeping. But I was going through it and marveling at God's faithfulness and how I did not know what was coming before me, but I knew the one who did know what was coming before me. And in Ephesians 2.10, is a big theme for you, Yeah, but it's, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for you to do. I say that because, Brittany Ann, you know, even in my own life, as I've raised the children and now the kids are out on their own and I'm embarking on a brand new season, God has gone before me in every single step of the way. And I wouldn't be the woman that I am today having not experienced the good, the bad, the ugly, because I'm just going to be honest, life is not easy. In case you wonder, (laughs) sometimes it can be really hard. So we're not trying to candy coat it and make it sound like there's here's the formula and there's easy steps. Living it out, and I bet you could agree with this, is really tough stuff. Oh, yeah. So as we close this out, our segment, because we've come to an end, share some encouragement or a statement that you would love our listeners to kind of take away as we close out this episode of Equipped to Be. I think the biggest thing that I would just love for everyone listening to this to know is that following God is always worth it every single time. I had a conversation with my mother a while ago where she made a comment of, you seem like the kind of person who makes a plan and just does it. And I said, you know, sometimes yes, but even with all of the things that I've done and all of the things that I want to do, there's always that measure of fear. It's always hard. It never gets easy. But I can look back at all of the times that God has come through and he has never failed me. There has never, ever been a time where I have done things his way and regretted it. And so I would just encourage anybody, whether you have those experiences, you can look back on the past and say, you know, God has come through for me. Or if you don't have those experiences yourself to get into God's word and see this is the God that we serve, that he is faithful, that he is working for us, that he has everything in our best interest and just cling to that even when it's hard because sometimes it will be, but just keep walking because following God is always worth it. I love that sentiment. Brittany Ann, thank you so much for joining us on Equipped to Be. So glad that you were able to come back as our guest. 
Well, thank you for having me. And friends, thank you for tuning in to Equip to Be. We are always grateful and humble that you tune in every week to Equip to Be. If you've loved this episode, please make sure that you email us and let us know what God said to you, how how this impacted you. And make sure you always go over to ConnieAubers.com. I have the show notes there. Tell your friends about it. Tell them about the podcast because you will be a blessing to them if this blesses you. Friends do tell friends and we're grateful for that. So just remember you are equipped to be a doer of God's word. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.